I forgot to uh, bring my mic up, but Pastor Inbar is going to have the message this morning. Uh, just for those that of you that may not know, uh, Pastor Joe and Heather has been on vacation this last week, and uh, they're watching us this morning from an undisclosed location. And uh, Pastor Inbar, look look into the camera there and wave at Pastor Joe. Hey, Pastor hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? And uh, we're looking forward to him being back next week. And uh, Pastor Inbar, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you. So you can be seated this morning, a little moment. So I would like to start with the following phrase. And please keep it. In your mind, okay? Listen to it. Because God is omniscient. He knows the times and what is going to happen. Okay? Because God is omniscient. He knows the time and he was and what is going to happen. So let's say together. What do you think? Let's say together. Because God is omniscient. He knows the times and what is going to happen. Amen? So, because God is omniscient, he knows the time and what is going to happen in the future. The Tyler of today's sermon says, Are you listening to your watchtower? Are you listening to, to your watchtower? We will be uh, basing today's teaching on the biblical verse of Ezekiel 33, verse 6, which says, But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hands. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Today we will be uh, talking about how important it is to hear and obey the voice of God. We all know that, right? We all know that. How important it is to hear and obey the voice of God, both for the spiritual guide and also for the, for the disciple who works in the church. You know, two different characters, both for the spiritual guide, guide and also for the disciple who works in the church. I could say that this morning's topics will be that it is extremely important to give the message that God puts in the pastor's heart. And it is also important that the people hear it and remain attentive to the message and obey. In other words, the communication between the people 
and the spiritual guide, in this case the pastor, should be intact, connected. I'm going to repeat this. The communication between the people and the spiritual guide should be intact. Amen? All of us as pastors, in some way, are like those watchtowers in the high places with the function of anticipating the danger that come to the city and giving the alerts so that everyone can be safe. You know, an example is just like when the tornado comes toward us, the alarm system warns of danger, right? It's something like that. I will repeat the main verse again, Ezekiel 33, verse 6. It says, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword come and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require on the watchman's hands. Praise the Lord. You can say with me, praise the Lord. What is uh, a watchtower? What is a watchtower? Is uh, a watchman, watchman, is a sentinel. Basically, a sentinel is a guard, okay, who is assigned to protect to a specific area against predators, thieves, or enemies, right? The sentinel were stationed in the walls, okay, of the city to be able to see the enemy in the distance, to see the enemy in the distance and spread the word to the people so that they prepare to repel any threat. Amen? In the same book of the Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 17 says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. So, something I would like to highlight from what we have read in this verse, okay? I believe that the watchmen, watchmen of today become the pastors in which God requires them to be in high places. Those high places for me is to be in position of prayer with our hand raised in contact with our God and thus receive the message that the Lord wants to give to his people. That people is the church. That is the way I see it. Looking around me, I don't know if you will agree with me, but clearly I can see the world as it is today. The world is chaos. 
It's a chaos outside. The world is out of control. The world is every day following the enemy's agenda. Where the main thing is to bring instability everywhere. In the world, evil is spreading in all corners of the society. I don't know if you can see it, too. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I give these details. It is there. Very close to us, very close to our children, so close that it hardly lets me see further, it is crossed right here. So, we are living right now in a world of evil. That's it. That's it. I believe that the true watchmen, true sentinel, are needed more than ever. Guards are needed to warn the church of Jesus when it is in danger. I believe that. I believe the true watchmen, the sentinel, the guard are needed to warn the church right now, today. The church of Jesus when it is in danger. Don't you think so? Don't you think so? For this reason... Each one of those who are pastoring an area within the church, we need to be very attentive and very sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we can speak to the people and give them the message that God wants to give to his people, the church. When the pastor reads the Bible, God is going to show him important data that the church needs to hear and understand. And one of them is that we are going to have to see what the Bible says prophetically regarding what is happening in these last times. We ask ourselves, we ask, we ask ourselves questions like, what is going on? What is the trend in the environment these days? What does the Bible say about that? What should I do? Should I pay attention to this or not? Should I ignore what is happening around me and my family? There are many questions we can ask today. Uh, talking with my wife a while ago, we asked ourselves the following. What would life have been like as a child of God or a Christian in the time of World War I or in the World War II? What would life have been like as a child of God or a Christian in hard times like that? Think about it. Right now, we can take a little closer look at what is that is with what is going 
on in the war between two Eastern European countries right now? What would it have been like to live in the year 541 to 700 during the Black Death or in 1347-1353 during the Justinian Plague? It is estimated that around 75 million people died at that time. 75 million people died, died at that time. In the middle of the 2019, and until less than a year ago, all of us, all of us saw closely what a pandemic is. What a pandemic is. Question like, what would it have been like to live in the time of obscurantism in the Middle Age, 476 to 1492, time in which Christianity grew and spread in many parts, but the dark men block all kinds of knowledge for the people. Choose keeping them ignorant, controlled, slave to know nothing. Slave to know nothing. That's happening in the past. What would it have been like to live in those times? How do you see yourself living in difficult times like this? Perhaps you had never thought about this, it will be crazy. It will be total crazy. The subject that we will be discussing today will perhaps be somewhat rude or difficult to some to understand. Perhaps it will be a bit uncomfortable, but it must be discussed. And in assemblies, like this, where the presence of God is, he wants to bring advice. God, he wants to speak to his people. He wants to minister to your life today. Are you willing to receive it? Um, the watchman, the sentinel, sentinel, the spiritual guard, have received a warning word so that everyone knows what to do. And let's not say, I just didn't know. So, are we ready for this? I'm just asking, are we ready for this? So, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in the second letter, Speaking to him about the character of men in the last days and told him. Second Timothy 3.1 You should also know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Say with me, please, perilous. You can say with me, perilous time in the last days. Let's repeat again. Perilous time in the last day. Tiempos peligrosos en los últimos días. It's in Spanish. 
perilous, perilous time in the last day. Here we see a fact. It's a fact. In the New Testament, right? But in the Old Testament, the prophet Micah also speaks something similar. Micah 7.2 says, The faithful man has perished from the earth, and there is no one upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. Every man hunts his brother with a net. Wow. The question that rises at this point is about Micah. Could, could, could it be that the, these men of God were wrong when they wrote that in the end time things were not going to be okay? What do you think? Could it be that these men of God were wrong when they wrote this, you know, uh, uh, verse? That in the end time things were not going to be okay? So I think this is a very good question. But for, the, for me, the approach will be rather the following. It is that it was God himself who through those men and faith, of faith, let us know what was going to happen in today's times. That is the right question. That is the right question. God himself, who through those men of faith, let us know what was going to happen in today's, in today's time. Don't you think so that? Although it seems impossible, the truth is that our omniscient God, who knows everything, shows us in advance the disaster in which humanity will find itself in today's times. God already knew how the time were going to be where you and I are right now. That's it. Remember what we say in the beginning? Because God is omniscient. He knows the times and what is going to happen. Remember the question? So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Paul tells us or tells Timothy in the end time will be dangerous times. Micah says that men will attack each other for blood. In other words, they will hurt each other. But look at what Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and 12, 12 also says. It is written, it is written, there is no righteous, no, not one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is no one who does good, no, not one. So, 
The situation worsens when it is not just people, but society itself. And the law has become a mechanism of danger for everyone. Look what Ephesians tells us about this. Ephesians 4, 19 says, Who being past feeling have given themselves over the loveness to work all uncleanness with greenness. So, after making, after making a very careful and detailed analysis, seeing the reality that is being lived, I want to share with you a small list of situations that have appeared recently and which I believe that the verses that we have already read Refer to. Amen? Listen to me carefully, please. What we are going to do is that we are going to unite what we have been talking about, the watchtower, with, 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 what, with, uh, sorry, with what Paul and Michael tell us, and you will see that what we are experiencing in world today, okay? Is exactly what the word of God says. So let's continue so you can see it. Those uh, who know me know that when I deal with issues like this, I do it with one objective. And that is the, to alert people because that is what the Lord asked of me as a pastor. It is what the Lord asked of me as a sentinel or a watchman to alert his church. Amen? So, let's start with the list. Stress. Stress. I've been researching, and I don't know exactly when the term stress was first used. The need for employment, money, the workplace environment, natural disaster, relationship, family, and personal traumas are the causes of this kind of problem, stress. Stress is uh, our physical or mental alteration in which the individual is subjected to existing external pressures. That is how I see it. Many people are suffering right now with this. They don't say it, maybe they don't show it, but they are suffering from it, from it. And maybe we ourselves are dealing with this. I don't know. That is why it is important to hold hands with the Lord. Amen? Hold heart 
the God uh, hand. God is our refuge. He is our strength. Amen. God is, he said that he will be with us every day until the end. Matthew 28, 20 says that. God the Father needs all of us to be well in, in every way. To help others, we need to fully trust in God that everything is under his control. Amen? All the time we need to say this. Now, we are going to bring to the table something that needs to be brought. It has to do with technology. Social networks. And telephones that have absolutely brought many advances, but it has also brought many things that, ne- that, that have destroyed good principles. They have destroyed the innocent, innocence of many children, and that is very, very sad. I'm sorry, but I think we are agree with this, right? I think all everybody we are agree with this. Cell phones in the hands of children, young people, even adults, it has become a serious problem. I don't know whether to say it was a bad idea or good idea. About this. In 1983, the internet began to function as a technological platform with great potential and and projection in terms of education. 1983. Tell me, is that is happening today with this? Maybe... So, so, 50%, 50% that will depend of many things, right? Today, the aspect that this invention has brought to humanity are innumerable. Let's look. The danger of, of social media network. There are so many apps. So many apps. Tell me. That's right. So many apps today, like you know, double T, double T, T. You know what I'm talking about. You know, uh, Snapchat, uh, whatever. The other, the other. I don't know if it is okay to name them or not, but you know what I mean, right? You know what I mean. That what they do is encourage many to do things that challenge young people and children to do so. And today, unfortunately, we see how suicides are on the rise. Laws are trying to stop this. Children, adults... Young people doing things that, that 
danger that endanger their lives because they see others doing it, they convince them to try and do wrong things. This is serious and is real. It's happening right now. I'm not the only one who see that. I know. Remember, Paul tells Timothy, in the end time will be dangerous time. Remember that? Micah said that men will attack each other for blood. In other words, they will hurt each other. About suicide. According to the World Health Organization data, from 2022, this type of thing continues to be one of the main causes of death worldwide. The numbers are very high and the situation is alarming. Alarming. Data from February 10, 2023, more than 45,000 people this year only here in this country without counting those who pass in other countries. 45,000 people. The results are the best thing. The best thing. The results are the best thing. There are many lives that leave this world. They left. They disappear. Life that are lost forever. This reminds me of what the gospel of John 10 Verse 10 says, it is a weapon that the enemy uses to kill, steal, and destroy. It is a reality. It cannot be hidden. It cannot be hidden. Here is another one on the list. Pornography. Another side. All these are cause of the window that was opened with the deceptive and innocent reason of educating and teaching good things, this current is destroying the innocent minds of both children, young, young people, and adults are filing into these deep holes, destroying their lives, destroying homes and families, society. Is destroyed because the nucleus of core is broken. That nucleus is the home. For that reason, I believe that the church is the best place to come in and receive from God restoration. You and I, people, we need to be well to help outside. The enemy is trying to destroy everything, but we are the people of God. You know, we are the people of God. So let me, uh, let me a little parenthesis here. 
Dear brother, this is what the Lord was referring to though to through this verse that we have read today. Paul tells Timothy in the end's time will be dangerous time. Micah says that men will attack each other for blood in other words, they will hurt each other. I asked you this morning. I asked you this morning. Who is behind all this? Who is behind all this? Who is orchestrating all the disaster that over time has been waving and today we see this serious situation? Who is? I know that you know who it is. I know. Well, may the Lord rebuke him in the name of Jesus. May the Lord rebuke him in the name of Jesus. May the Lord rebuke him in the name of Jesus. But please, let's not be part of what the enemy is doing. Amen? We continue with the list. Drivers who drive distracted on the streets and highways for the same thing we have been talking about. Cell phones. Okay, okay, I know, I know, guys. I know that many of us fall into that bag. I know. We all, at some point, did it or continue to do it. I know. My wife and I always have the habit at home uh, of praying before going out, okay? Before a long trip or before going on vacation. And we have realized that we have to consider many new things that did not happen before. You got it? So, you know, our prayer before go out uh, was, uh, Lord, uh, the car is running well, you know, and the weather, you know, no rain, no, you know, uh, um, that we are fine, Lord, uh, amen, etc., etc. But not now. Now we have to add many more things to the prayer list. Many more. Many more. And prayer is longer now. Longer. According to the statistic, just, just at the beginning of this month of June, car accidents will increase because many young people vain to drive along. And add a little more concern because they keep their smartphone in their hand, hands, sending texts and so on. This must be discussed here in the church and also at home. This is a reality everywhere today. Everywhere. I have seen many, many, many times people sending texts while driving, letting go of the wheel on the highway. It is crazy. It is crazy. 
Something I learned from my dad is that, son, while you're driving, we have to learn to see the other driver, how he's driving. It is essential. With this, we can avoid a lot headache. And he's right. He's right. Another thing my dad taught me is that being overconfident while driving puts you closer to danger. So we need to be, you know, carefully when we are driving. And he's right. Brother in Christ, challenge yourself and try not to do what many do. I know this, this speak to us too, even to myself, okay? Even to myself. What's more, the Lord is speaking to me too. Parents, talk to your children about this. Children, young people, listen carefully to your parents and their advice. If that doesn't work, then listen what God is telling you through the watchtower that God is placed in this church to alert both parents and children. That's your pastor. That is your pastor. Oigan al washiman, dirían en mi país. Listen to the watchman, they will say in my country. Oigan al washiman. Listen to the watchman, they will say in my country. Now, I'm going to go into the very sensitive and very difficult issues in which society is entering at a very accelerated speed and which is very unfortunate indeed. Mass shooting. It is not known at what moment it could happen. You have to keep praying and asking to the Lord to separate you and your family from danger. To separate us from those who are doing evil. Ask to the Lord, please make us invisible to those who are doing harm. We have to come to this. We have come to this. It is becoming normal. And every weekend, well, almost every weekend, tragedies like this happen everywhere. The Apostle Paul says, we will live in dangerous time. That makes sense now. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 2 says, Onward gives more detail of the situation you and I are in today. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, 
without self-control, brutal despires of good, traitors, headstrong, hand-free, lovers, and pleasure rather than lovers of God. And the list goes on. That is the uh, second Timothy says. This is crazy, right? The other one on the list is gun violence. Arms violence has become an everything. As I was saying a while ago, it seems, seems that it is normal for it to happen. There are countless motivations that move this problem. How are our school today? How are our school today? Bullying. Bullying is the physical or psychological harassment to which a student is continuously subjected by their classmates. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? The news is already recurring normal in this matter. What a pain. What a pain. The bathroom in our school have become a place where many dangers lurk. The enemy is lurking everywhere. He has chosen the bathroom of our school to stalk our children and young people. People, the problem is serious. Drugs, fights, bullying of all of kinds, hate. Mistreatment, anger, anger, revenge, and count what else happens. What about this one? Road rage. People driving aggressively, unfortunately, it has become a trend these days. Anger or fury is violent anger with a touch of revenge. It is becoming very common in our time. In 2021, 522 incidents nationwide about this. There are many people on the streets who are not having a good time. We don't know if a person is having a bad day and doesn't know how they are handling stress. They lose control of their thoughts. They get carried away by anything. And the reaction mostly they are aggressive. We have to drive very carefully now. Times like this. If someone makes a mistake, don't say anything. Don't make I contact with people. Just bless them and let them go. And why not pray for that person? Just pray for them. No contact. No any reaction. If they make a mistake, no problem. Well, those are my personal advice, okay? You can take it or not. 
But we need to be attentive and very wise with our, our action. So, stress, weapons, plus a bad day with a gun in hand are a dangerous combination. Totally. Paul tells us, Paul tells to Timothy, and tell us too, in the end's time will be dangerous time. Micah said, the men will attack each other for blood. In other words, they will hurt each other. Another dangerous, danger that is stalking many people is opioid. The biggest pandemic, a, a pandemic these days is synthetic drugs. I don't know if, can, if, if I can say, but this term began with the letter F. I don't want to say nothing. F. F. You know what I'm talking about. And there are many others with other letters. In some investigation that I had done from 1999 to 2017, around 49 49,900 overdose, overdose death and in continue to be counted. There are many cases of people who have been on the verge of death for having, for having taken a dollar bill or coin from the ground and contaminated with a few milligrams of that opioid and have been on the verge of death. So close. That is a crisis today. Brother and sister. Perhaps some dead things escape me. But what is, where, where is this going to stop? I don't think so. It's going to stop? I don't think so. The world is headed for total destruction. As the very world of God says. Paul tells us. Paul tells Timothy. In the end's time. Will be dangerous time. Guards. Are needed. To notify the church. When it is in danger. Amen. As pastor. We have to do the task. Of informing about the existing reality. We pastors have to see the local. We have to see the national environment. And the world environment too. Why? Because we have to see what the Bible says. Prophetically regarding the last time. And connected with the, what is happening today. And we have to immediately alert to people of God. That's it. Again, Ezekiel chapter 3. Oh, sorry. We will not like to talk about this very much. But the Lord requires us as pastors to alert his people. We will not like to talk about this. We will not like to see the news. We will not like to see around. But Lord, ask us. To be connected with the reality there. Because the Bible. The word of God. Is trying to say something. In our reality right now. You know. 
For that reason, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17 says, Song of men, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. How should we live as true children of God in times like today? We can no longer say, it is just that I didn't know. Come on, no. How do you do not know? How do you do not know? You have already heard the problem. What is happening? And you have also heard the advice that God has given. Our beloved God let us know a long time ago through his holy word, which he gave to this man by the Holy Spirit, so that today you and I know in advance what is happening right now in front of our nose. Second Timothy 3 verse 1. Know this also. That in the last day, perilous times will come. Romans 3, 10, 12. And it is written, there is no righteousness, no even one. No one understands. There is no one who seek God. They all strayed. Together they became useless. There is no one who does good. There is no even one. So, for finishing, remember that this information has a purpose for you, for your family, for the people of God. Go out there understanding what is happening. Okay? Be prudent, but so prudent in everything. Don't get carried away by the action of others because you represent the life of Christ out there. Amen? You and I represent the life of Christ out there. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Lord for discernment to walk carefully. What then, what then does the Lord say to all of us? Listen to this, Ephesians 5, 15, 17 says, See them that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeem the time, because the day are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand. What the will of the Lord is. So. How are we? How are we? Do we act as fools? Or as wise? Are we talking? Are we talk, uh, taking advantage of the time and the thing that are reality, really, really worth with? Or are we letting ourselves be carried away by the cold and evil current on this world? 
There are many young people who need salvation. There are many young people who need salvation. We have to show them the way of Christ, Jesus, in their life. That is why one camp becomes a strategy that helps us keep our young people away from the danger that is out there. Right? Camp out in Stockton. Wednesday night Bible studies. Bible study for adults. Prayer time in the week. Sunday service. We have to come to church together as family and join all the family of, of Octon so that together we worship God and be very attentive to what God wants to tell us through the word of the pastor. We as pastor are in, an instrument in the hand of God, of God. We are not the one who speak. It is the Holy Spirit through us who speaks to you. The Lord tell us today, hey, the, la- the days are bad. The Lord tell us today, hey, hey, guys, the days are bad. Therefore, let's not be foolish. Let us be more well understood. All of us as pastors some, in some way are like those watchtowers in the high places with the function of anticipating the dangers that come to the city and giving the alert so that everyone can be safe. Are you willing to be attentive to hear and to will of God? That is your part. That is your part. Today I end with this final call. I would like to invite you to stand up this morning, please. And I will finish with this. The signs are very clear. The Lord is very, very soon to come for his church. May he find us serving. May God find them learning and preaching the holy word of God. That you, you and I can be different out there. Showing testimony that Jesus lived in our heart. Today you can go. Today you can come in to the altar. So you can talk to the Lord and tell him what you need to tell him today. So, feel free. You need to come in, in the front, the altar, and talk face to face with the Lord. You can do it. Starting right now. Today, you can stop by and tell the Lord, thank you for giving me the notice of what is happening. Help me to be a fair and wise person and thus be a way from the bath. Help me give my children time. Help me to give me children time to listen to them and help them to know how to fight the enemy. And so they do not allow themselves 
to be destroyed by the evil of this world. Is anybody want to accept Christ in your, in your heart today? Just repeat with me this prayer. Repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Forgive me. I recognize the sacrifice you made for me in the cross, on the cross. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the book of life. And thank you for giving me the opportunity today to listen to you, to your advice and decide for you, for you, my Lord. Amen. I would like to invite the Pastor Jim to come and invite here, please. And people, listen to this. We are living in the end times. Literally. Let's keep our lives prepared in case the day is today. Tomorrow. Next week. We don't know. Jesus said that he was going to prepare a place for us. Amen. Heaven waits for us. The heaven waits for us. This world is not my place. This world is not our place. Our place is waiting for us in the heaven. Brother and sister and friend, God bless you. Pastor Jim. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you've given us ears to hear. Amen. Ears to hear, a heart to receive. Father, I thank you for for your word this morning. It came through Pastor Embar. And and as we close this service this morning, I would invite anyone that that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord to, to come up and pray with Pastor Embar or myself. If if you have any need in your life, I would invite you to come to the altars and, and pray and and you know, I'd be happy to pray with you, Pastor Embar. But consider and meditate what we've heard this morning. Hear this morning what the watchman is saying. Amen. Hear what the watchman is saying.